Welcome. It is the Ski Bum Podcast. Finally, both of us are here back together after last week's just me intro episode with our interview. And now, finally, back together, reunited. Mario, how you doing? I'm feeling good. Had a week where uh, we actually skied together for the first time in ages. So that yes. was a lot of fun. Yeah, we talked about it. I think it was big snow on opening day was yeah. the last time we had skied together. Way, way back in a different world back in the December. Last, the last first opening. The last first opening, <laughs> sort of. Not really sort. working out. Yes, and you mentioned we did ski together. We were up in New Hampshire last week, a couple days. We skied together. It was awesome. And that's actually what our main topic is today because we met up with our pal, Tim, from Ski Rex Media, and we had a fun day at Cannon Mountain in beautiful Franconia, New Hampshire. So that'll be our main topic. So hopefully you, you check that out. We think you'll dig it. Thank you so much for listening. Get all of our information at skibumpodcast.com. We are on your favorite social media apps, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bump Podcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Go to YouTube. We're there. I think it's it's not really slash Ski Bump Podcast, but you put it in. We'll show up. You figured out. You're smart people. Go to your favorite podcasting apps. Rate and subscribe. Big shout out and a big thank you to Teresia, our pals, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A, Teresia.com, premium cold weather solutions. Their mission to create best-in-class apparel that can be worn in any cold temperature environment, designed with thoughtful features and fit, and always providing the optimum level of performance for whatever you're doing. They fully believe in the idea that good products can always be made better and strive to constantly improve, refine, and optimize all facets of their products. Go to their website, terracia.com. Use the code TERRACIABUM, all one word, T-E-R-R-A-C-E-A-B-U-M. Thank you so much, Teresia. And big thank you to Mike, who we met up with at our second stop on our New Hampshire tour up in Waterville Valley. Did a little skiing with him. Yeah, that was a fun time. A lot of fun. It was a great time. We had great weather. We'll actually talk about Waterville Valley on another episode. That's this one. It's coming. This one we're just focusing on Canon. So Mario, let's kick this off the way we always do. It's time for our pray today. guess officially off the wagon now so on the wagon is like you're not drinking off the wagon you are right i believe that's correct i feel like we've looked this up maybe three or four times yeah on the wagon is the water wagon you're just drinking water and then you jump off and you start drinking whatever else you find that's fermented right yeah on the wagon is abstaining from drinking of any alcoholic drink all right so i uh had a few McCallum 14s the other night. That was kind of fun. Actually, you'll hear the result over of that. Here. Yeah, you'll, you'll hear the result of that on the interview. So that was the first alcohol I had in uh, probably a few weeks. Um, since New Hampshire? Since New Hampshire. So, <laughs> well, New Hampshire was probably I was like four weeks in, three or four weeks in. And then New Hampshire came. I only had like three or four drinks that whole weekend. Three. And then tonight I had a glass of wine. And I was like, you know what? Going back to the good old faithful, we drink. Back to the we drink. Back to the we drink. Because so it was starting to sound like you. a George Thurgood song there for a second. <laughs> but, 
One bourbon, one shot, and one weed drink. Yeah, there you go. I tell you what, I got I got a good formula. If you like like white claws or sparkling seltzers, you know what? You can make your own. You get club soda, a little bit of flavored stuff in there. You can juice, you know, jazz it up. And you put a little weed in there, a little alcohol, whatever you want. Weed claw. It's called it's called making a goddamn drink. Green people claw. People did it for ages. Exactly. Now yeah. now we think we have to go down to the store and get a vodka and club in a in a can so that we can open it and just drink it. It's like you could have poured that too from a bottle. It's like it's like it's some like magical formula the folks at White Claw have that is not even possibly replicatable. It's not like it's not like it's like Heinz ketchup or something. Exactly. Or like or Coca-Cola, where right. like only four people know the ingredients. <laughs> there was five and they had to kill them. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I mean nice got little... mouth shut. That's, that's right. So usually I get like a flavored seltzer. My formula is a little bit of a flavored sel- um, seltzer water. So like LaCroix or Aha or Bubbly. I get like a nice flavor, like a cherry or they have the orange one. I think if you want to step your game up, Pellegrino flavored seltzers. Pellegrino. It was on sale this week. I did get some of those and they those are pretty damn good. The uh, Morello cherry one. I forget what it's mixed with. It's like dark mm. Morello cherry and something else. Pomegranate maybe or something. Yeah. Dude, that one. Because Costco has it like a variety pack and that's one of the flavors in there. Oh, and right. it is out of this world. Like it's very fancy. I almost feel this is where the highfalutin segment kind of comes in. You know, the That's fancy, right. the fancy seltzers, Pellegrino you, seltzer. Where to make a weed drink with that? Boom. That's some Davos, some Davos <laughs> stuff right there. That is. So anyway, you, uh, I put the little bit of weed, weed juice in there. And the one I'm using now is simple squeeze. I think it's called it comes in like a little measuring the, the top's like a little NyQuil measure, and you squeeze it, measures it out, boop, five milligrams. Could have a nice drink, have another one, maybe jazz it up if you want, you know, whatever you got to do. But you put it in there, it has no flavor. It's just a little bit sweet. I got the hint of sweet one. So it doesn't doesn't put you out. It keeps you active and alert rather okay. than sleeping on, on the floor. It's funny how so many – there's so many interesting, clever – inventions in yeah. the weed industry you know like imagine that's if those folks well that's that's pretty much it like that that's like where else are they innovating yeah everyone else is just making an only fans page or just you know creating right. a brewery like the weed industry is where they're coming up with new ideas new technology that's like crazy scientists right there just making that's our stuff. hope and that's where you know what if our if our government really did care about us they would be hiring all those people to figure out how do we just send like weed balloons into china like imagine if those people just got like inundated oh, with, with like weed smoke and like their food supply was just tainted with weed they would be so much more chill and laid back they wouldn't be working so hard they couldn't be like you know we'll taking our jobs we'll be jumping off buildings yeah, it's crazy mm-hmm. shit over there. Yeah. But anyway, and then I jazz it up. I put a little um lately I've been putting a little bit of cranberry in it. Why not? Cranberry, there's this other Agua Fresca that uh Minimade makes. They make like three or four flavors. That's always good to throw in there. But I like making my own stuff. I'll crush blackberries sometimes, put that in there. Crushing blackberries. Crushing blackberries. You're very old yeah. school in that regard. You're you're digging into your uh, mixology. History, oh yeah. Your roots. So so that's my thing. You can make a whole cocktail, but instead of putting the alcohol, you just chuck in a little bit of weed. 
you now you got the same kind of flavor, the same vibe, but you're sitting there and you're getting a little bit of a, a different kind of buzz. More creative, better next morning. It's a lot of positives there. Better next morning is huge. You, know, you stay up all night, you hang out, and then go to bed, you wake up the next day, boom, ready to go. No whiskey shits. <laughs> no whiskey shits. <laughs> Zero whiskey shits. So I tell you what, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stick with this for a while. You know, I'll have a beer or a wine or a mixed drink once in a while, you know. Had an old fashioned the other night, it was good. But I tell you what, you know, have it even when I had the drinks the last, you know, week or two, it's kinda like, yeah, I kinda wanna go back to the uh the weed drink. Cause it's basically just seltzer, maybe a little juice and just some weed hinted in there. Yeah. You know? I get it. Yeah, there's nothing worse than the, the day after drinking as you're getting older, you're like why am I still doing this? Like, am I really, have I learned nothing? Am I really this stupid? It's like yeah. the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Over and over. There you go. So, yeah. So I'm, I got that going and uh, that's nice opera. I got to say, it's in the spot. Beautiful. All right, well, Brian, what you got? Speaking of being stupid, that's kind of the route I'm going down because been a rough week it's been a long week but i also wanted something that was nice and thematic that went into it kind of was part of our new hampshire trips and kind of keep the theme going so mario while you were up there before i got into town decided to buy a little bit of booze nice (laughs) and lo and behold because we bought all that booze and we really didn't need to drink all that booze we had a bunch of booze left over you couldn't take it on the flight so i Got to bring it home with me. So nice. I decided tonight to go with the good old boom bullet bourbon. And the funny thing about this is this isn't a very big bottle. What is this like 500 milliliters? Yeah, it's, a, it's like um, half Three, a fifth. No, 375. 375. So, so yeah, half a fifth. You're right. Half a fifth. Yeah. This so is a, a little teeny, half fifth. This is a teeny tiny bottle. I think what do we each have? Like one or two drinks? Yeah, one we didn't night? have much. And the I was smart like, enough to know. We're here for two days. We're not going to get hammered. We're not going to just pound it, you know. So I just got a bottle of bur- mini bottle of bourbon. What was the other bottle of gin? Gin. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of perfect. But it's funny because, like, this bottle, like, I, I looked at it the day after you poured the drinks, and it was, like, filled to, like, here. I'm like, that's <laughs> all we had? I'm like, I don't even know us anymore. I know. <laughs> Which is not and- a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. To not dial it back, to not still be getting hammered as you're getting older. Like, do you want to be that person? Like, do you really want to be the person you were when you were like 28 or 25? Your body loves you more. Your body loves you more. But my body needed bourbon tonight because it's been Same. one of those goddamn weeks. And it was here and it was thematic. So it all just kind of played out beautifully. So that's what I'm having, having bullet bourbon. Awesome. Again, we've talked about it probably 20 times in the podcast because you have it every once in a while yeah it's just it's a solid bourbon used to be super cheap not super cheap anymore no. solid go-to tasty it used to be the cheaper bourbon when it came out now no not a goddamn thing is cheap but you mix mix it with a lot of stuff now uh, they still use bullet for mixing i have a bottle of bullet rye that's pretty much my that's bottles like a Manhattan mixing bottle at this point. Nice. That's yeah. good. Cause again, I'm at the point now I'm not, if I'm going to have one drink, I'm not going to use cheap crap. I'm going to make it with good stuff and I'm going to enjoy it. Exactly. Because like a gentleman, like a proper gentleman. Exactly. Like a high highfalutin ski bum. <laughs> that's, that's why we called the show what we called it. 
Because we take a little bit over here, we take a little bit over here, and we put it together. Yeah. Yin and yang, cross-mogination. We find harmony in being yin and yang. Being highfalutin and being bums. So no. fancy. Oh fancy. Bourbon. Oh bourbon. Oh bourbon. Let's go to ski news. And we have Michaela Schifrin won her first giant slalom world title to become the most decorated skier in modern world alpine skiing championship history with 13 medals, including seven golds. Boom. Now, one so. thing. So one thing about this. So she's still tied for the record with Ingmar Stenmark, right? Like that's for like FIS yeah. like Actual, World Cup wins. Right, right. But this is like the world championship. So this is different. Yeah, I guess they have this Alpine World competition at this time of year every year. She beat Federica Brigioni, who's the uh, the Italian racer, and Norwegian Raghild Mowickle. Mo Mowinkle. I don't know. I'm butchering yeah, that name. That's actually exactly how it's pronounced. Mowinkle. Mowinkle. Like Bowinkle. Winkle's cousin. <laughs> it's like the Norwegian cousin, yeah. <laughs> the Norwegian Bowinkle. <laughs> 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 she said it was a lot of stress. She said her whole body went numb, but she was luckily uh able to hold on for the victory. So it was very close, thirty six hundredths at the last intermediate split. Yeah, and if you we'll have the link in the show notes. If you watch the video, I mean there's a couple times where she just hangs on. Like, oh yeah. Barely oh, hangs yeah. on. It's it's a it's a beautiful run. I mean, watching her ski is always just a just a so real smooth. treat. There's a couple spots. Yeah, like you said, she was thirty six hundred thirty six hundredths up at the last intermediate and she won by 1200th at the end yeah so it got really close and there was a great tweet someone posted and she actually i think they liked it or, or retweeted it and it's like me watching michaela's run and it was all like emojis basically like every turn like you're you know like a, a face that defined michaela's turn in that like how 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 comfortable or smooth like a smiley faces or like like <laughs> Which was pretty pretty clever. Yeah, she hangs on that one spot where she almost lost it. Oh yeah, it was it was a crazy run. Like we were like we were like broken our spines trying to hang on to that. And oh, she just makes it look beautiful. Yeah. Congrats to Michaela. It's it's awesome to see her doing that was a miracle. so well. There you go. Yeah, just there. You were just there. Yeah, it was just around there. Mm-hmm. I didn't race like that though. I don't know why. Yeah, you're a little faster. You know how it is. Yeah, I I don't turn. I just go straight. That's what it is. <laughs> Triple tuck tuck. <laughs> Triple tuck tuck. So big shout out and congrats to Michaela. Yeah, congrats. And then in another competition, which was happening closer to our neck of the woods at a good old Jackson Hole Mountain Resort, Kings and Queens of Corbett's just went down last week. Wow. And as always, it was a humdinger. So big congratulations to Colby Stevenson and Claire McPherson on being named this year's King and Queen. Ben Richards, Veronica Paulson for winning the Red Bull People's Choice Awards. We'll have a link in the show notes. You can go to Jackson Hole's website or Red Bull. They have a replay of the whole competition. And Mario and I were just watching it before we started the podcast and watched a couple of the highlights. It's funny. 
because it's fun to watch because you're like, holy crap. And then when they're just screwing around, you're like, that's pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, it's fun like, to watch. And it's amazing how quick, like you like again, we talked about Red Bull a million times. The fact that they have so much camera footage and they get it cut and played so quickly it's it's unreal because they have a lot of the skiers have a pov camera they have at least one of the two or three drones going oh they got yeah they got and then they have some stationary footage lower down the mountain but they, they do a great job with their production they have like a drone at the side, almost like the side entrance of Corbett's. So, you know, they have um, like good old Veronica Paulson. Like she, she tried to double backflip twice. Yeah. The first one, her ski catches on the second rotation. So she's coming in instead of getting all the way around, her skis kind of stick straight in and she just flop ejects down but the camera footage they have of it i mean you're seeing it right there it's really cool yeah and then her second one she got around the second time but then she just like exploded and tomahawked down and it's a huge accomplishment to even attempt it but there were so many outlets who were like she did a double backflip she almost did sort of good attempt she it, it was a good attempt yeah it was yeah. It, it, more attempt than i'll ever make i i assure you that but the fact that she's kind of even like even she went on there was like well i i, I hit my feet so that means i did it it's like mm, that isn't really the proper definition of landing a backflip yeah you know like let's let's not be let's not bullshit ourselves you that's know like trying a backflip that's not landing it that's yeah just saying just saying still awesome yeah. Like still, like you know, high five to you, great job. But you don't, oh, you don't almost get pregnant. You either you either do it or you don't, right? Like there's no in between. Amen to that. You know, she had Amen a plan B after landing that one. <laughs> On that landing, that landing was a B. Plan B. Plan B. That was not plan. Plan A was to land the backflip. That was not yeah. plan A. Exactly. Yeah, but still fun to watch. <laughs> you know, we have a couple uh, time stamps that. If you want to check it out, uh, twenty eight twenty five. That that might have been uh, Colby going in his first run. Now he yeah. was at he was at forty minutes, and then you go to one sixteen. Ben Richards, his ben Richards. Uh, yeah, dude, his entry, his he did a double backflip because he landed it beautifully. Did another ridiculous stunt, and then on the bottom, he friggin' crashed and like carried his ski down. Yeah, he crazy. Ski, ski, one ski down, just kind of. Oh, oh he, up, you know. he definitely would have won if he would have oh. just landed that one. Well, the funniest thing is, I'm watching. I'm like, where the hell is he skiing? Is he skiing in mid mountain? Like what? And then I'm like, oh, he's like getting a run up <laughs> to the to, to, to the jump that goes into Corbett's. I'm like, that's pretty pretty whacked out. So it was pretty cool to see. He carried some serious speed going in. Yeah. I had to take a double take because it was funny. I was like, "Where, where is he skiing?" I'm like, and then I realized he was above Corbett's. I'm like, "Okay, that's yeah, that was that's, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you do it. That was that's not messing around right there." Yeah, I mean, people keep going burlier every single year when they do this. You know, it's been what four years now they've done this, or five years, I think. And nobody's died. It's good. Not that we know of. It's it's very, very tricky, uh, dangerous event, but I'm glad they do it. 
Yeah. No, it's super cool. And I don't quite know the criteria to get into it. I don't I don't know if how that all works. Probably have to be pretty good. You do. <laughs> but there's some people who you watch them do it and you're like, oh, are you what box are we checking that you got in? You could probably get a shitty skier that was a gymnast and they could do a double backflip into Corbett's too. Right? Probably. Why don't they just like, they should just grab Simone Biles and just like strap some skis on her. See what she can do. Boom. There you go. There you go. That's diversity. That's test them all out. That's diversity right there. I'm a good person. I'm a great person. I'm a a better person than you. That's a skier. Like that would be pretty cool, actually. We watch a lot of those, you know, a lot of these these folks who are doing these crazy stunts. I mean, in the summertime, they pretty much are gymnasts. You know, they're on the trampolines and the way they fly through the air. That's yeah, I mean, how else do you practice this besides doing it on like a, a trampoline or yeah, or uh, you know, one of those like those gym harnesses? Or if you're a cheerleader and they throw you a lot, right? Yeah, that's that that's an option too. I guess that could be like a tube. They have like the two person ice skating, right? Like the pairs. Why don't they have two person skiing? No, they got to, you got to practice by the circus. They shoot you out of the can. <laughs> the can. I mean, Red Bull. Are you listening? Red Bull cannon shooting. Red oh, Bull. Great. You get like teams that are like trying to get the distance. Like, and guess where they could do the first competition? At Cannon. At Cannon. Boom. Shooting Damn. down the mountain or up the mountain? Up. What are you doing? Up. <laughs> replace. They, hey, they want to replace the tram, right? There's a. We should, we should have that oh, as a story this week. Shoot them didn't. from the tram. Shoot them. Well, re- forget the tram. Replace the tram with a cannon. <laughs> oh, boom. You can actually really? shoot at each other. Shoot people at each other. That's yeah. getting a little dark. That's getting very dark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Why folks. Why do they have Red a cannon at Cannon? Yeah, I mean, it seems like a no brainer, right? Right. Hey, we're gonna ride the cannon. Yeah, it shoots you up the mountain. That's Listen, the lift. They might have had one. It probably was just too foggy for us to see it. How Which, about catapult? Can you catapult somebody safely up the mountain? The trebuchet. Trebuchet. <laughs> the big ones just with the big, you know. Send it. You got to get like a big rock at the bottom, so you look like you're back in like the Middle Ages. Full send, baby. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna ri- I'm gonna send. ride the the trebuchet. Great. Yeah. Getting chucked you, up the mountain. You know we could just take the heated six pack bubble lift, right? <laughs> nah, nah. This no, one bro. gets me up there in like like thirty seconds. Not even. I am old school. All right. Next up, we have the Kachara comeback. Abandoned ski area in Colorado is closer than ever to a revival. So in southern Colorado, a lost ski hill will soon offer the promise of family friendly skiing with less than with less traffic than I-70, barely any lift lines, and a daily pass under 50 bucks. So beautiful thing. Yeah. Supporters of Kuchara Mountain Park in Hurfano Hure, County are confident that with one more season of funding, the ski area will reopen to its former glory next winter after falling just short of a goal to open lift surf skiing and snowboarding at the end of 2022. This sounds pretty cool. And they're saying they're not offering, you know, in the past, they not offered um, affordability with $20 lift tickets in the 80s, but it was easy access uh, for skiers in South Central Colorado. That's pretty cool. You, You never think about parts that don't have skiing in Colorado, but 
I guess there are some that that exist, right? Yeah, this is this is way south, like southern Colorado. So you look at it on the map, and it's like where Durango and Pagosa are. So you got Purgatory and Wolf Creek. It's probably a solid eighty miles east of there, hmm. and a tiny bit further north. If you were in Colorado Springs, actually Pueblo is looks like the closest decent size city from there. And I'm sure that's probably a a, a decent drive from there, from uh, Kuchara Mountain Park. And there's some really cool stats in there where they're talking about, you know, apparently like the 80s, obviously it was like the heyday. So Pueblo is about an hour and 20 minutes to Kachara wow. to give you guys into uh, I don't know why I went to Colorado Springs so I don't know if we drove through it or we were going somewhere else yeah Pueblo is a little little further south not too far maybe like 40 minutes there's half an hour ton of, there's a ton of like direct mail that comes from Pueblo yeah <laughs> it must be to. one of those like yeah crazy like uh, I don't know like postal distribution centers or something yeah yeah so Kachara it was originally called Panadero Ski Area and opened in 1981. And they were talking about in 83, a full day ticket was 16 bucks for adult. For an Damn. adult. And for context, back then, Breckenridge was $19 a day. Eldora was $15 a day. And Vale was $22 a day. Man. Yeah, so small local resorts were being snatched up. You know, now they're currently being snatched up. Actually, what is that here? As small local ski resorts were snatched up with seemingly uh, infinite dollars of mega resort owners, Pandero remained independent. So they opened, uh, had a great community. People were like excited about it. There was a place called Conquistador, which closed about an hour and a half north. So a lot of folks made this place like their their home mountain. So are there ghost mountains out there? Like ghost ski oh, mountain? for sure. There's plenty of them. You got to find a ghost ski mountain and go visit. Well, you know what? Right there up here in the Poconos, shout out to uh, to Scooter and Candle from the uh, East Coast Ski Chat. Their family yeah. owned a place called Alpine Resort, which was nice. up there in the Poconos and shut it down a bunch of years ago because it wasn't financially sustainable to keep open. Wow. Hot time time Super machine. unfortunate. Yeah, right. Yeah. Get some Chernobyl. Place was open for about 20 years and it officially closed July 4th, 2000, leaving behind about 50 acres of the base area and abandoned infrastructure, including Lift 4. In 2021, the U.S. Forest Service pulled its permit for public access to the land above the base area. Uh, you know, one of the folks found out about that it was being shut down and they were like, we got to, you know, we got to figure out a way now save to, it. to save the place. Yeah. They said actually the real effort started back in 2010, hmm. a decade after the closure. That year, a local purchased the abandoned ski area, but was unsuccessful in attempts to restore it. The area went into tax liens and was then auctioned off parcel by parcel, including one section that covered the 48-acre base. Within those acres was the entirety of Riblet Lift 4, which had brought visitors 300 vertical feet up to access a handful of groomed green and blue terrains and a section of lift three, which was partially on USFS land. Base parcel was purchased by a local family, Jerry and Yvonne Fitzgerald, who loved the area. They put it up for sale in 2016. The Kuchera Foundation, a nonprofit 
performed a few years prior, jumped on the opportunity. So they struck a deal with the county. The nonprofit would raise $25,000 as a down payment if the county collected the remaining one twenty-five dollars to cover the cost of the parcel. They made that happen within nine months. They had to do like get a lot of these permits set right again, which was was complicated. Yeah. So, yeah, they worked on a couple of improvements. Mm, Yeah, this foundation was actually able to make it finally happen. It's actually a pretty long story. It's very detailed. There's a lot of really cool information. But, Mm. you know, they're looking to sell adult lift tickets for under 40 bucks and kids tickets for 20 bucks with discounts for county residents. That's awesome. I mean, that's how you get people stoked. That's how you get people to fall in love with the sport is make it affordable enough for them to actually go and do it. That's yeah. that's the first step in getting them getting them hooked. Is getting and them, you're living that now. It. I mean, you got little kids, you take them, it's it's expensive. I mean, you gotta be able to, you know, go and afford that day going out there. I mean, it's yeah, not man. easy. It's it's not. Everything is so goddamn expensive and, and skiing is one of those things that I will like I just I don't care if I have to go into debt to go skiing. I really don't. Like I'll I'll figure some other crap out. Like I'll I'll sacrifice other stuff. Like I won't bathe for a while. Uh, you know, I'll keep wearing old crap for a while. But as long as I can ski, that's really the most important thing. There you go. You don't need to eat. Eating's overrated. You know, like people throw away a lot of good food. You can just dumpster dive a little bit. It can happen. Exactly. I got free. I find some crap in the freezer. Maybe it's a couple years old, but we'll eat it. You know, eat it. make it work. Skiing is that important. Now, one thing about this, which is cool. Think about like Doug Fish, the Indy Pass, what they're doing. They're bringing a lot of notoriety. And I think they're almost helping people rediscover these smaller hills. Yeah, they're helping build that that local market, which is nice. Yeah, because, you know, and you watch some of those, you know, In Pursuit of Soul movies. And you're seeing a lot of these local hills. You're like, man, that's kind of what got me into skiing. That's what makes me love it. It's not going in the big, fancy, goofy village and the $400 a night, fancy hotels. Like, that's what I do now that I've made money. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, that stuff's all fine and good, but... I don't know. I prefer a place that's got a little bit of character. It's a little grimier. It's got some history to it. That's, you know, doesn't need to be, you know, polished and, and fancy. Like I, as long as you've got a nice deck outside, got you a couple beers it. on draft. You'll get shanked great in the runs. road, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little bit of danger, a little bit of gnarliness. I don't like when they shoot out in the town square. I don't like when they kind of sand off the edges, you know, like proverbial edges, you know, I like a little bit of, natural gnarly yeah that's my kind of place is there natural gnarly at a lot of these places anymore yeah there's definitely some slightly right oh there's definitely some yeah so this is great so good luck to kachara hopefully they make it actually happen this 20 uh this next season 2023 2024 maybe we'll get out there maybe we'll get out there that'd be a fun never know i think tim's going to over gatlinburg this week or next week right he is his birthday yeah. It's going to be, you never know, these little places around. And you know, it's funny because last, well, not last episode, uh, like two before we had the very special episode where it's all like sad stories, people dying <laughs> and lawsuits and terrible stuff. This is an episode of just joy. You know, we got Kings and Queens of Corbett's, Michaela winning, winner of most championships. And another happy story to end off the ski news, Tenny Mountain in New Hampshire reopens with yeah. eye towards becoming four season resort. They finally were able to reopen earlier this year 
with plans for a technology village and a performing arts center. Nice. Located on the northeast side of Tenney Mountain, the resort fired up its lifts on February 10th. So we were in the same town. We were in Plymouth on, was it the 7th and 8th? 6th and 7th? Yes. Uh, I think 6th and 7th, right? I don't know. Yeah, 6th and 7th. Oh, fifth, fifth through seventh, technically. But yeah, so they opened up a few days later, which is awesome. Nice. And they're hoping, um, they said, if we're lucky, we'll be happy if we hit April 1st as the last day of operations. We'll see. Wow. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, man. That's pretty cool. So that was that was what uh, Michael Bouchard, the resort's chief scientist and partner Science. in the company. Yeah. So he's an engineer who bought Tenny in 2014. And then ownership transfer in April of 2020 via a quit claim deed for $6.125 million to North Country Development Group, whose manager is Stephen Kelly Sr. Kelly is CEO of Canton Mass-based Timberline Construction, which has experience in building, hotel housing, science, and technological developments. And Kelly's presence has put new life into the development of Tenney Mountain, said Bouchard, who acknowledged that there had been a lot of false starts. No question about it. Steve's son, Steve Kelly Jr., has overseen the rehabbing of the resort's backcountry bar and grill. Nice. They're working on installation of hiking and biking trails, big renovations to the lodge, and eventually possibly zip lines as well. Boom, that's for the summer. So Tenny's or the open, winter. Yeah. <clears throat> Tenny's open for skiing and skinning from eight to four every day from now until it can no longer operate. Awesome. So they want to bring in industry, housing, and different retail. They have 860 plus acres and they want to build a European style tech village in an amphitheater for big events that could draw upwards of 5,000 attendees. So what's so a European kinda, style tech village? I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Like, I don't know what a tech village is in the first place. And now they're talking about a European style tech village. I don't even know on another level now. I don't know. Yeah. European tech village. Would that be like a, like a discotheque village? <laughs> I think it might include one. It's, it's interesting that they want to build that out because, I mean, it's cool if they think they can pull it off and it's yeah. what the, the town and the mountain wants and can sustain it. But I guess let's just, uh, let's get this place up and running first. So I guess tech village is a, like an incubator style of, should try to develop, you know, tech businesses in the area. So kind of like in Silicon Valley when they have the house, they have like Jin Yang there. Yeah, that's more of a, an incubator, right? But I guess this is just like an area where they probably help like development of these businesses that are tech based. They probably have hot, you know, super high speed internet and all sorts of stuff. So good for them. I like it. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, about being able to work there even in the winter and then just take out for lunch and go skiing lofty dreams. I like it. Gotta think big, think big, go big. Yeah. So good luck to the Kelly family and hopefully they can pull this off. Well, we'll see. And that wraps up the old ski news for the week. Boom. On to the main topic. As we have teased and talked about already, we were just up in New Hampshire by the time this comes out, about two weeks ago. About two weeks, yep. And our first day skiing, we skied on one of our Indy Pass resorts, Cannon Mountain. Yeah, we and were riding the Indy Pass. 
riding that indie pass and lo and behold we met up with our friend tim from ski rex media and decided to do a nice little recap of the day we spent together and it was a fun conversation we had some shenanigans some laughs some good runs so here's our friend tim from ski rex and us talking about our day at cannon mountain in franconia new hampshire and we hope you enjoy it all right and we are live we have another very special guest you may know him you probably do good old tim from ski rex media tim welcome good evening good evening how we doing y'all we are doing wonderful how are you i am tired yes can you see it in my face how tired i am i i can i can see it now what have you been up to in the last since we actually hung out with you last week we skied yes. with you which is the reason yes. why we're doing this podcast but you've also been keeping yourself very busy ever since yeah, we real. i figured out when uh my, my my now friend business operations director over there at whaleback mountain up here in enfield new hampshire says hey dude you want to be a lifty i was like sure as long as i can exploit it for ski rex <laughs> yeah and he's like and can i carry okay. a gun and can I carry a gun? Oh, you never yeah. know. You might need it. Like, it gets wild up there, man. I've seen some crazy stuff. Oh, you open and, uh, carry and nobody's doing shit. That's, uh, well, I just, <laughs> you know, I, 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 listen. Lower the restraining bar now. <laughs> put it down. It's dangerous put if you don't put it down. Down. That's right. It's pretty wild. So I say, I'm going to exploit it. And he's like, okay, go for it. I'll pay you. Just help me and i was like okay right. and let me tell you it's a it's a it's a job that takes a lot more being in shape than i realized i'll tell you that <laughs> shout out to the lifties of the world man i appreciate you all more and more every single day that i do this big shout out to the lifties they're doing Absolutely. god's work god's work Absolutely. you just sit there and watch people just fall off and be like ah dumbass and just i felt it. bad when kid I, I i had like 10 kids go down tonight and uh man. off a t-bar and it, i felt awful um and it, it was it was pretty ugly. I mean, I love the T bar now that I can ride them, but man, it, I felt awful. But that's why I stick me on the carpet, man. That, that you stuff. Learn today, happen, kid. Man. You're gonna learn. Today. Did you see that video? I think it was on like Jerry the day, maybe a couple weeks ago, of like the snowboarder just like sliding down. Yep. On just the T bar and just just like bowling, just taking people out because there's mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go. It was like a really narrow path. Yeah, I saw that. Just wiping everybody out. He couldn't stop. They had there's nowhere to go, nowhere no, to run, not. nowhere to hide. Nope. Uh, like I tell people, man, you got to get out of the way. You got to get off the towpath. But if there's nowhere else to go, have a good day, everybody. Yeah. What do you and think a t- like a T-bar would look like if it was invented by a snowboarder? Because obviously when you look at them, <laughs> that could be a loaded fun question. Because when you look at it, obviously it was invented by skiers because skiing is a much more practical, logical look, uh, way to be on the snow. I think it would look like a cross between a hammock and tampon. <laughs> Except that might actually work, man, because the T-bar, okay. the, the snowboarders don't like the T-bar, man. They just don't yeah. like it. And I get it. I get it. Well, because like, they are using a very inefficient way of traveling on the mountain. Let's be honest. I it's, mean, a, it's a goofy, inefficient way to travel. <laughs> no hate to my snowboarding brothers and sisters, but let's be honest, it is. <laughs> I never got the hang of it, so I don't know. I, I tried. I failed. I'll stick to my skis. Thank you. It would almost much. be like like a I think I, I could picture it being like a chastity belt with a butt plug. That would keep you <laughs> locked in place. 
<laughs> right? You kind of like sit and it like locks in and you're like, whoa, and you're like, go up the mountain. Remember that like episode a connector of South Park? that goes up your butt or something like the South remember Park that, thing? Yeah, remember that thing, Mr. Garrison's the bike there? Thing? Yeah, can I just get one with regular. Well, yeah, you can, but if you want that, you want to. You want that. <laughs> That's what it is. The it is what that was called, I the believe. It. If I remember correctly. Yeah, it would have to look like some sort of bizarre, like sexual device for it to be efficient for a snowboarder. I think so, like a big dildo coming down on a bar. It have to be because think about that. Strap. Well, or like some sort of like swing. Like think about how it have to look. It it has to like hold you in all kinds of ways, so you're going sideways and you're locked in. I've seen that man. AdamandEve.com has that shit. Right. It does, man. It's like $79.99. This, it's really not a bad price. And we did just yeah, have Valentine's Day. On we missed out. Happy oh, Valentine's yeah, Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. That's right. Happy chocolate 75% off minimum the next day. That's the one I look Now for. is the day you buy your flowers. Yeah. The That's right. They may be half dead, but whatever. They're half price. That's right. So you've been doing lifty work. I have. You've been doing right. God's work. Getting yes. tired. Yes. You're hustling. Yes. But last Monday, we had a wonderful day, all of us we together. Did. Mario, did, man. myself, Tim. We met up at beautiful Cannon Mountain. Awesome. Is it is it Franconia, yes. New Hampshire? Yes. Franconia. Beautiful Franconia State Park there in New Hampshire. Almost totally. like a medieval realm, Franconia. Franconia, yes. They go to war with Laconia. <laughs> take over Andura from Franconia. And one thing we talked about before we started recording. Franconians that, invaded Andura, and that was it. There was so much blood. We lost so many good Franconians that day. So many Franconians. <laughs> we shall have they a... Not die in vain. They will die in vain. They will not die in vain. They Franconia will be remembered as warriors. Will live on forever. Whatever. Long live Franconia. They don't sound like this, but I do it anyway. <laughs> their accent changes every few minutes. That's part of their yes. disguise. Franconia. Masters of disguise, the Franconians. The Franconia, everybody. Corey Morris de Franconia. Bitches. This is Franconian. Franconian paratroopers uh, trained by doing the tram jump. So there you go. Oh, there you go. I got it. Is the paratrooping program. Yes. And that was one of our inspirations for going to Canon was yeah. the uh, Dean Dekas, Dan Egan, famous 1994 tram jump, which. Yep. If you watch it, we don't actually see them land. They jump. Ooh, Go ahead. Go ahead and watch it. We see the right. jump. We don't see the landing. Ah. What does that mean? Did they actually do it? Was there a tarp? Was there some sort of hammock? Perhaps a pile of laundry underneath? We don't know. You're getting into some InfoWars level shit there, dude. We are InfoWars. Let's keep podcasting. <laughs> Big pile of weed. Skeet is not real. Snow should be black. What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> Aliens are taking all the snow. It's 50 degrees in February. God damn it. <sighs> Sorry. Get down Thank you, system. Alex. I think I'm good now. Whew. They just jumped at some, some fucking blue dream with a big pile of it. It was in my mind. That's what it was. Well, it was a blue dream for them, but for us and a little Dan Egan callback, it was a white haze that morning. Oh, look at that! Thirty years in a white haze. Haven't picked that book up yet from Dan Egan and Eric Wilbur. Highly recommended. Fine book. One hundred percent recommended. It was great. My copy is signed. Boom! Look at you. Look at that. There it is. Oh, you got a hard copy? 
Oh, you got yeah. the hardcover. That's Whoa. hardcore. Oh, hardcore. Biatch. Insane. It's a little soft cover, little gentleman, right here. That's soft all I cover. got. I'm not soft. I'm hard. That's right. Hard <laughs> AF. Hard AF, as hard. the kids say. Always hard. It's my life. <laughs> Always hard. Always hard one. That's yeah. it. <laughs> They say if you're always hard, you should go to the uh, go to the emergency room there. Pal. I don't know. <laughs> no, Some you make it work. This is why we're taking over Andorra, Mister yes, Bugundi. You have a massive erection. <laughs> no, it's, it's the pleats. What do you want us to do? Take it's over the, Andorra. Let's go. It's the pleats. I assure you. <laughs> Poor Andorra, man. So anyway, yes. yes, and we got we got plans for Andorra. That could be like an ongoing theme, a whole new mini series for the summer. We'll see. I'm going to reach out to their consulate because Cannon it's going down right Mount now. Franconia, New Hampshire. Yes, Cannon. <laughs> so Franconia. to kind of give you a little backstory, Mario, do you want to give your backstory and why you were in New Hampshire last week? So I was in New Hampshire because I wanted to go visit the coldest place on earth for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, the, sw- the swing, it's like it was probably, what, 55, 60 degrees there today? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like negative 50 or and something. 10 like days that. ago, it was minus in. 20. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I rolled in yeah. at 2 in the morning. And that was, I got to say, the most brutal cold I've ever had. Like, and I lived in Buffalo and walked around in shorts. Like, this is very, this is brutal. So I got in uh, Friday, saw a hockey game Saturday and Sunday. My son was up there playing, stepson playing up there. Uh, AAA hockey, 15, living the freaking dream. Uh, like nice. a um, doing good up there. But anyway, so I did um, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday. I'm like, guys, do you want to go skiing? And you guys are ready to answer the call. You're like, hell yeah, that's what we do. We answer 100. the call. Yeah, well, I was there, baby. In fact, yeah, we, I invited myself, <laughs> as yeah. I recall. You did. Well, I, we were on our little East Coast ski chat, and I was like, I'm going to be up in you know because it was a last minute thing. Like we planned it probably less than a week before it actually went down. And I was like, all right, so where do we go? Do we go to Cannon? Do we go to Waterville? No, like, we didn't plan anything. I got off the airplane. I took my skis <laughs> out and I smashed them together and it just started ringing. And you guys heard it. And that was it. You <laughs> just came flocking up. Like, <laughs> we met in Cannon. Who was that? Who was that? Um, um, I think that's Merritt. We're going up to Cannon. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. I heard it. That's there. <laughs> yeah, so we so, actually, yeah. we ended up in Plymouth Sunday night. The metropolis that's Plymouth. The metropolis that is Plymouth, New Hampshire. United College. Home of Plymouth State University. Yes. Don't sleep on it. Don't get it twisted. So we we ended up staying there, which was kind of a a good spot for us because it was, I mean, for me, it was a probably solid six-hour drive because it's just – you look on the map for from Jersey. You got to do a lot of winding and looping back across Connecticut and up through Mass the and up to the best New part of that place was good hotel with a market basket and a liquor store right there. Yep. What else could you ask for? It did have that, and what also it uh, it had a wonderful breakfast too. It did have <laughs> a good breakfast. I mean, tell that that waffle that like four the quad waffle they had. I mean, that was so many waffles they had dynamite so we ended up staying there sunday night we went over to the last chair restaurant and brewery and that was a really cool spot yeah solid food i mean 
obviously it's called the last chair. So it was very ski themed. You know, all the taps were, were old ski poles. The door handles for the bathroom were ski poles. Like it was, that's awesome. It was super legit. It's actually right by Tenny mountain, which apparently just opened last week. Yep. On the 10th, which is crazy. Cause they've been yeah. closed for what? Since like the early two thousands, mid or mid, mid two thousands. I forget for a while. Cause our another shout out to our boy Dan. He was he ran that mountain there for a couple of years. Is that the nineties or the two thousands? I want to say two thousands. I think early two thousands, right? Like maybe I think up you're to right. two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere around Something there. Like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think so. Get out the book, Get Mario. The you got book. the book right there. Reference it. Don't you have it dog eared? I know mine's dog eared. Lots of interesting tales of what <laughs> the ups and downs of Dan's life. I mean, it's. It's it's beautiful. It's heartbreaking. It's it's a it's a wonderful story. But anyway, we hung out there for that night. You know, we went to got a couple of drinks there at the brewery. We went into Plymouth State University's downtown. We wanted to check it out. Sure. Lucky and what was dog. the place? The Lucky Dog. Lucky Dog Tavern and Grill. The Lucky Dog Tavern and Grill. Where we watched the world's weirdest NASCAR race, which oh, was they the, had it at the freaking Coliseum L.A. Coliseum. Sure which is a football field, which is not merely yeah. made for cars. Cause you think about, go think about your local high school football field and the yeah, track local around high it. school track quarter mile. That's what they were racing on. Yeah. <laughs> There's nowhere to go. Like what the hell? So imagine what was it? 30 cars, 40 cars that were on that track together. It was, I would call it a 40 car continual pilot. It was basically traffic. You were watching traffic. Yeah. It was That's just LA. Long. Yeah. yeah, it's LA. And it was like every lap, it was like a like a caution flag. We're like this, this is, is very this LA. is the most ridiculous race ever. <laughs> we watched that on a Sunday night at a college bar. We felt oh, we felt weird, but we got a couple laughs out of it. Hey, it's a good story, man. Got a couple Chums. laughs out of it. Yucks. So that, that next uh, day, some what? weird people with a girl that was on her bachelorette party or something. I thought like it was her birthday. Her birthday. It was I think it was weird. her birthday. They were just doing weird shit. It was like, all right, we got to get out of here. There was like a weird mix of people. You know, it's college. You're experimenting. You're getting weird. Because I remember the one girl going to the other girl being like, hey, did you get that shirt 50% off? Because I sure wish it was 100% off. And I was like, <laughs> what kind of evening is this going to turn into? That's should a good we, line. hang out? I, I, please feel free to use it. I, I'm stealing it from that girl. Very I, love it. I like it. Good, good line, though. It was a good line. You know, it was yeah. a interesting spot. Not much happening on a Sunday night in early February in Plymouth. Yeah. Oh, not going to lie. No. Degrees not going to lie. So. And it was yeah. cold. Yeah. But that was actually a good thing because we didn't want to be out late. I had to get ready. I had to do some skiing. So right. Next morning, drive up to Cannon Mountain. And what do we encounter when we get into beautiful Franconia State Park? rain which you know as a skier who just drove six plus hours and mario who flew a couple thousand miles that's exactly what you want to see is you know rain just a little rain rain i didn't know that yeah oh yeah the way it was it was drizzling we're like it was drizzling what's going on like i don't i don't want to go skiing i I don't i can't do this there was rain there was rain before john and we're just like are you serious and and as we'll talk about it was massive massive white hay i mean it was white out conditions the first the first little bit there um you know we park we uh went to go our use redeem our indie pass at yeah, the man. tickets ticket uh booth it's there once you get there but i tell you what it was weird online trying to log in and set stuff up yeah you had to like 
Yeah, and I guess they don't take is it they don't take indie passes on the weekends? I forget. But I think I know, you gotta make a reservation too. They definitely yeah. on holidays, but yeah, you gotta make reservations there. Even though it was a Monday and it was not crowded at all, no way to make a reservation. So if you're going to Canon, make sure you make your reservations ahead of time. Make your reservations ahead of time. RFID. I'm oh, sorry, oh, yeah. guys. No, but when you do make the reservation, man, they don't give a flying, dude. You walk up to the window and say, hi, I'm here for my Indie Pass, and they just hand it to you, and you go about your business. It's yeah. beautiful. So don't tell anybody on social media that you're going anywhere. You're going to Canon. <laughs> Please, your Indie Pass, because people will know that. You'll say, hey, I'm Tim, and they'll just give you Tim's Indie Pass RFID card loaded up, and you will go ski. And I'm, not saying, violent, I'm not saying I'm a violent man. I'm not saying I'm a violent man. <laughs> or a highfalutin ski bum sent you, and they will look at you and be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. That means nothing to us. But thank well, you, you so try. much. See if it gets you somewhere. But if it does mean something to them, please let us know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we will send them lots of stickers and merch. They, we'll send um, you stickers and merch. Yeah. We'll send you stickers and merch. But all of us, you'll get everything. Like a care, want. a giant care package. Absolutely. Just I'll in time for after Valentine's Day. Contact information in the show notes. Let's go. <laughs> Let us know. You know how to find us. So yeah, we, <laughs> it's funny. We uh, like I we go and we go and get our tickets at the ticket window, and I yep. look down and I see a gentleman in a very bright colored jacket, and that I'm baby. like, I think I know that man right there. <laughs> I mean, who else is it? And I see Tim. I'm like, where I think I see Tim. Tim, I don't. I don't know. He's all bundled up. He's all bundled up. Goggles. He's like recording a video, and I'm like, "Hey, yeah, Jim!" Well, <laughs> yep, I was. You can hear it. I, you can hear it in the video. Well, I can't hear you, but you can see me look up and be like, "All right, I found who I'm skewed with." All right, okay. Freaking you stupid, should... doing social media bits and shit, man. Nice. <sighs> Sadly, it's got to be done. But yeah, we uh, we ended up just like <laughs> conveniently encountering each other right there by the ticket booth. So it was perfect. It was it was perfect, yes. Unplanned and, that, and perfect. And the rain had stopped, and that sort of kind of it almost parted the proverbial clouds for what was going to be a a wonderful day of skiing, if you will. If there's you will. a lot of clouds while we're skiing, though, I got to say some of the foggy conditions. But there's it was good. There certainly was. Yeah. Do we want to tell the upper tram building story with the uh, clouds yet, or we want to save that for a little while? Well, I mean, you know, so we uh, we jumped on there at the, I guess that'd be lift, lift C. Okay. Which also known as the Eagle Cliff Triple Chairlift. Would that be correct? No, that would be incorrect. I believe it was D. Incorrect. It was goddamn saying anymore. That was the it was the D lift. It was the Peabody Express Quad Peabody. It was Peabody. That was when we got on. And yeah, it seemed like problem known Peabody. It was completely white out, like we were saying, and we sort of just kept ending up there. Which yes. was fine. But if you want to get into the uh the tram bit. Because that kind of leads into like the hilarity that was us not even knowing where the trim was. Yeah, yes. we're up there taking pictures and doing all sorts. Like it was great, but it was pretty foggy out. And that's that's the that's the best part of the story. You know, I was trying to explain. I've tried to explain to people the fog that we saw. <laughs> And I was like, dude, we because if you know how a tram works, you know that building is massive. 
Oh, yeah. We're standing 30 feet away, maybe. <laughs> we didn't know what the hell it was. It was just a building, but we couldn't see all of it. You could like, just is see that a little lunch place. Is there like, yeah. 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 house. We didn't know. We had no idea. It was so funny because, yeah, we're like, what is that place? Just <laughs> no clue. No clue no whatsoever. Clue. That's how it was dangerous, but it we was didn't fun. We see the tramp. Because, no, yeah, because after. Hidden. Yeah, because after we took up the Peabody, we skied down the Big Link, and then we took the E, which was the Cannonball Quad. And that's where we kind of went along. I think it was, I think the trail was actually Tramway, which yeah. might have been a clue if, you know, <laughs> we weren't just a bunch of dipshits. Like, was it if you, you listen to this, kids, obviously, no. You might have gathered some sort of intelligence and made an assumption that that building may be associated with the trams just skiing on tramway nah, we did not that. put all that together i mean at the same time we really weren't following a map we were just kind of taking lefts and rights and you know we were going very we old school anything we just go. wicked old school we were meandering we were meandering we were just kind of like left or right and right and left and just go and just go yeah. and make turns and go woohoo and go yee that's icy and whoa I should probably like glad I didn't crash into that because it's so right. freaking foggy right now. Freaking oh, out maps when you want a fresh one, come on. Yeah, dude. We were just enjoying the day. That's all. Just we enjoying did. it. Just enjoying the fog, not seeing who's in front of you, <laughs> wishing chill. people had brake lights on their ass. I mean, it was <laughs> it was it was kind of wonderful. But it was a Monday, and a Monday. how many people were there? I mean, seriously, what like forty people? <laughs> Uh, maybe 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 like the only people who were parking in the other parking lot were thinking how cool they were it's like dude it's not gonna get full you're not gonna get out faster sorry yeah there was there was nobody there it was it was glorious it was glorious glorious and i you know so we kind of did that whole area the um the peabody and the cannonball like that area for the most part yeah and we actually didn't get over to Mittersill, which Mm. Is going to upset and enrage some people, but that's just that's just the way the day went. You know, you kind of just gotta. I'm also not 100 percent sure the Mittercell lifts were open that day. Anyway, I don't think they actually were. Just like the day we were in Jackson Hole, Corbett's was definitely closed. Otherwise, we would have done it, right? (laughs) Oh, of course, of course, it was closed, bro. We got we follow the rules here. We follow the rules. Yeah, I don't duck ropes, man. Not, I don't do especially it, especially in Jackson Hole. You're not talking anymore. Yeah, but uh, what was really cool was so yeah, we were kind of like just cruising around there, kind of getting our bearings, and there were moments where we got clearing, like the the fog had lifted, totally. literally lifted, and that's when we kind of hooked over towards the tram, and we went on good old uh, Zuma. Zuma. Zuma, and then we had like you got like this view of Echo Lake, which if you've been to Canon, you cool. obviously know what it's like. But think about it, it was what minus twenty degrees two days mm-hmm. before. It was still pretty cold, so the lake is just frozen over, and you're at the top it of this rock. Echoish, right? Henley? We're like, we're gonna send no. it right into this lake, aren't we? Oh, yeah. like, that's what it looked like. Kind of how you feel at the top there, mm. and it definitely was a bit icy. So some people, crazy. you know, I don't know if some people did they go. You know what? I am sick of living at, at Snowbird. I'm going to go fly east and go ski at Cannon instead. I mean, it's I think possible. They should. I like, think I'm they so should. used to this glorious powder. I want to know what East Coast skiing is like. And they had their like 127 underfoot powder skis, and they were just like, "What the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like, it's like these like slow like skinny turns." 
Oh yeah, because there are a few of those people who like they didn't know what they were doing, but they obviously. Oh, that's Kenny. Knew what they we had doing. a blast on that trail, though. That Zoomer thing was nice, man. That Zoomer. That was. <laughs> and that came down that quick. And after you do it that first time, you're like, oh, so I really do need to carry my speed as much as possible. So it seemed like everything we were going really quite fast. And I don't know if it was the fog and we weren't paying attention or just like we were just kind of cruising. We were just bombing down every run. No, we were definitely bombing. And and that that Zuma, you can kind of you kind of take that. And then if you've been there, you know, it kind of flattens out and that takes you over to the good old tram, which luckily was open that day. Yes, it was. That speaks again to it being a Monday and empty. I think the most people on either ride was like 10. That includes us. Oh, yeah. maybe 10. There. there was yeah. the one time there was what, like four of us. I think, yeah, it was you, us, the uh, lifty who was just getting high and then maybe one of the people. So it might have <laughs> been five. The guy from Florida. Yeah, Florida. Yep. Because yeah, you, yeah. Mario, you and that guy had this conversation about like living in Florida. Yeah, he was from uh, Sarasota or something. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I do six months down there, six months up here. <clears throat> Pretty similar lifestyle, right? But then there's like the guy, the tram operator, who like sounds like a, just a normal like Boston guy. He's like, yeah, I lived in like El Salvador for a little while, lived in Costa Rica for a while. You're like, with that wow. accent, really? Like, where are you going from? What the wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's a that's a well traveled man, right? Just, there. Uh, just you know, it's really cool the people you run into skiing, especially on a unique. Monday. because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah. okay, you're you're pretty hardcore if you're taking off a a lousy Monday in February to go skiing. Like that means you're mm. you're pretty legit. Oh yeah, you're not but just there to buy the sweatshirt. This is one of the things you got to appreciate when you're at a ski area. Talk to everybody there because you don't know where they're from, what kind of life they've lived, and all the stuff that they've done. Like they will probably surprise you most of the time, right? Oh, yeah. like, dude, he's like El Salvador, Panama, like he's living all over. I'm like, holy shit. It could be easy to judge him. Like this guy lives within five miles of this this mountain his whole life, has never gone anywhere. Two teeth in his face, mm-hmm. but he he knew he lived all around the world. It's freaking beautiful. No, that is beautiful, man. Talk to everybody on the mountain, man. They might think you're a little weird. Don't be aggressive. Just be like, hey, what's going on? Don't be like, dude, who the fuck are you? Don't do that. Are those, do space, that. Are those space pants? Oh, yeah. Space pants. <laughs> your ass is out of this world. <laughs> hey, don't let me dial it back. Dial it back a little bit. Dial it back. Yeah. Bring it back. Bring it down, dude. Bring <laughs> it down. Yeah. So, yeah, we oh. finally found the tram. Yes. So we went up the tram. That was a first for me, by the way. I'd never ridden a tram before. First tram oh. ride. And yep. uh, Mario and I, Great I think tram. it was both our first New Hampshire ski day. That was yep. the first New Hampshire ski day. Yes. That's awesome, man. Struck our New Hampshire cherry. People, <laughs> people love skiing in New Hampshire, man. And for good reason. Like there's plenty of, you know, plenty of great places there. I know you guys got two. You got Waterville as well the next day. We're correct. That's a yeah. future podcast episode, Tim. Thanks for the uh, teaser there. <laughs> teaser. That, you know what? I that's what I do. Self-promotion. I will tease for you. I wasn't even there. And that was, I will tease for you. I was actually talking to my boss when I got back, and he's from Pennsylvania originally. He's like, Oh yeah, I've been up there. You ever ski Waterville? I'm like, Yeah, actually. I will tell you, it was a very different day at very Waterville. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can believe it. It was like night and day because of not being able to see at at Cannon. Very much oh, so. Yeah. It was pretty rough sometimes. Yeah, pretty we lucked scary out. in that fog, man. But it's good. It was well, it was scary too because you know none of us had skied there before. 
and no, so it's, it's, it's not like oh man like you just go over here we'll Fuck. be fine or stay along here so it's just we were all literally skiing blind yeah so. in the most literal sense yeah very creepy on ice on ice mind you yeah like in fact freaking some of that stuff up top once we got up to the top like the summit of that second chair man uh i swear it looked similar to what the pictures that were coming out of Mount Washington for that deep freeze the couple yeah. days prior, dude, like it looked, it obviously it wasn't the same, but it was very, it was very close to me, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it was, was uh, it was tricky. I mean, you stay on the sides, you, you might find a little bit of, you know, some random rogue powder ish material powder-ish. substance, yeah. but you know, but again, you know, we're Scraped East coast skiers. You ice, just, you just kind of know powder, to expect right. that. And again, there yeah. hasn't been a. When's the last time there was a significant snowfall? It's been two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, at least. Yeah, at least. Wasn't bad though. I say they groomed it out. No, ready yeah. to go. no, they did a nice job, man. It's it's a really cool place. I'm I'm very happy that we went. It was yeah. a lot of fun, and you know, like I said, it, it wasn't all open. I think it was only about maybe half, maybe sixty percent open. Probably, but yeah, we saw some of the tree runs that were closed off, and some of the um, any of the black terrain was was kind of closed. Mm. Yeah, I think Zoomer was like that one was open, and then yeah, that was the only black, right? That was no, nah, there was a couple of them that we hit that were shorter ones. Like I think Profile was the one at the top that we came down from the other lift. There was definitely a few we hit, and then there was the one that Mario that we found after Tim left. Like, yes. We kind of had to so cut over Tim leaves. We yeah, found I know. Shit, right? We found a, we found a couple <laughs> cool ones. Sorry, but, Tim. But with, that's all right, man. I get it. I understand. <laughs> While Tim was there, there was I'm that always one. the buzz kill. I get it. <laughs> No, no, no. There was that one that we did. Was that hard scrapple where it was like, it was like going through like a, like a wheat field. Oh yeah. That oh, was like that thing. Dips. Yeah. It was. Just like, like, is it just no snow or is it really just like a wheat field? We're skiing it was like, like someone's backyard. In wheat field on the plains. It was just, it was pretty cool. I guess. Talk about oh natural, man. Like there, there's no grooming. There can't possibly be snow making back there. We were just bombing through this. Underbrush. I don't know. It was yeah. Underbrush. Yeah. There was a couple spots where you're like, I got to aim for snow. Well, yeah. Because it was a little sketchy in terms of it uh, the cover. <laughs> Definitely fun though. Like it was. We we I don't know, man. We got we had a lot of different like whatever they had to offer. We hit it. Like we had to. I don't think we did the whole mound, but maybe whatever we could find. Open, I think. Yeah. We you know we did whatever we could. What was there? And uh, yeah. there was that one that was almost like that. Uh, like a, what would you call almost like a just like a winding switchback? Oh like yeah, that thing. Yes, awesome. that was from the top top after the that bar. That must have been ravine, upper ravine. No, yeah, that's that what was uh, uh, something slalom. Taft slalom. The shalom. That was the. Uh, that's right. The shalom. The shalom. Shalom. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Man. The shalom. Yeah. The shalom. Dude, that upper thing shalom. was upper awesome. Shalom. That was fun. that was awesome. That was really good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Was I think that was my favorite run. It was just you know left and then right, and you weren't turning in between. You were just taking its turns. It was wonderful, man. Yeah. Such a great trail. Cool. I'm not sure if you were still. I think you might have been gone by there, but there was one point there was actually a couple guys skinning up there. Oh, on oh, yeah. that one, and uh, yeah, by then it, luckily it had cleared up because that the uh, they have. I'm not sure if it's just a couple dedicated trails where you can hike or where you can, oh, can yeah. skin up. Uh, but it was closed when we first got there. They said the skinning route was closed. And then I think once things cleared up a bit, they opened it to, to uphill travel. Because again, 
if it was the whiteout conditions we were skiing in the morning, like that would be a no bueno. Yeah, no you're bueno. Definitely taking man. someone out. Oh, you totally are. Unless they got like fog lights on their face. Or like you're dumb and dumber with the yeah. headlights. Exactly, dude. Like <laughs> legit. Like laugh if you want to, but that shit comes in handy. Like on a day like that, man. Oh yeah. 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 They would have been wiped out. Gone. Everybody would have died. Not yeah. too dark. So much blood. Like, so much blood. So much blood. But yeah, it was uh we again we kind of did what was open. We did a bunch of times. And again, once you get kind of used to the mountain and you kind of know where to go and you get used to the snow and not worry about not seeing because you know you've been that trail already, you kind of know what to expect. We really just started just bombing. Like we just started ripping through everything. Yeah, I started oh, yeah. getting tired. Just I stopped turning when I get tired, so I just bombed down. Just go straight. <laughs> just go I straight. Just, whatever. For the best. I'm just gonna keep going. Jesus, take the ski. Jesus, Jesus take, take the, the ski. He's taking the skis. That's it. He took them. He took them right down. Man. What happened, Mario? Jesus, that's it. Jesus took Jesus, the ski. Man. So then, nice. yeah, we end, so we end up, you know, ripping for a bit, did the tram a couple times, and then we finally figured out that that building right at the top <laughs> was the tram stop, and there was a little cafeteria in there. What? What do you mean this is the tram stop? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. There it is, right there, lobby bar. Right there in the lobby. <laughs> Some people might think we're stupid, but man, that's how thick the fog was. If you'd never been there, you wouldn't know. You just didn't. You couldn't. Actually, if you go onto our Instagram and see the video that Mario posted of the tram coming in and going out of the oh, fog, yeah. yes, you can see how crazy that fog was. Absolutely, that was that was really a really cool, cool video. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome, dude. Brian and I saw it too, but we didn't have our phones out just like a couple of like smart i'm skiing with my phone i don't know i just take it out boom here we go no you you definitely got money on that one that was man. good that timing was, too that was perfect yeah. that was that'll teach you that thing just disappeared into a cloud Dude, it was yeah the best part is like i i was like messing around with like my boot or something like that or my jacket and i look up i'm like oh my god there's the uh the tram <laughs> and then it disappeared i'm like i had to ski down take the phone out and then start filming it again before he outran the tram. Outran, outran the tram. Outran the tram, man. Yeah, so so we ended up just going to the uh, the cafe up there, getting a little lunch. And interestingly enough, it's called Cafe 4080. That mm-hmm. is the tram summit station. It is New Hampshire's highest beer tap. Oh, oh there you go. For those highest who knew. Tap. Highest beer tap. Pretty interesting. <laughs> That's oh, where the... Women flock like the salmon of Capistrano. Salmon of Capistrano. <laughs> yes. Well, it was, I mean, it was the wine. <laughs> the beer flew, uh, flowed like champagne. I don't know what it is. Beer flows it like flowed wine. like something. I mean, it, it would have been an awesome view, I'm sure, from the top there if it hadn't been so foggy. And yeah. I'm sure the bar would have been hopping if it wasn't a Monday. <laughs> oh, like yeah. 11.45 in the morning. Yeah. But it was yeah. a, a cool little spot, and you know, hung there for a bit, and then we went went back out and, and did our thing. You know, we got some more turns in, and it was funny. Like every time up after that lunch, it would be like, "Oh, the clouds are leaving." It's like, "Up, oh, not the clouds are back." Nah, I mean, yeah. that weather, and it's funny because after all day after we went skiing, you know, we went uh, to a couple of breweries nearby, and we were talking to some folks there, and they were telling us that like a bunch of people in the last. I don't know, but three months died just hiking in the the trails and the mountains over there. Cause they're saying that 
I was at Lincoln Peak. There's Lincoln Peak and another one. And then Mount Washington is, what's it, maybe 20 miles away? 15 sure. miles. It isn't that far from where we're at. And they're saying that that Lincoln Peak gets the exact same weather as Mount Washington does, but it's, you know, probably a thousand feet lower. So it's not quite as extreme. Then there's a girl there right before Christmas. I think it was after Thanksgiving. She uh, went up to go for a hike, do her social media posts, wore like regular jogging gear. Ah. Weather came in, she died. Hypothermia. She did. Like that's and you can like that's the thing that's crazy about it. You can see the top. You're like, oh, I'm just gonna go up there. No big deal. But the no, weather is so gnarly there in the and white. Now, people that were telling us the story said she got dropped off like in like jogging. A trailhead. Yeah, like a, tra- a regular trailhead. And, yeah, trailhead and jog- like you know, yoga here. pants and just kind of all right, I'm just gonna hike up. See you later. Bye. That's it. She did. The White Mountains wreck people, man. Like yeah. some people don't realize that that is some legit shit out there, man. And yeah. you got to be careful, man. Yeah. So that was the story we heard while we were at Iron Furnace Brewing Company. Iron Furnace Brewing Company, yes. <laughs> Great paninis there. If you're oh. into paninis, known for their paninis. Yes. I mean, who isn't into paninis? <laughs> they were really good. And, uh, panini we were- is just a sandwich, man. It's beautiful. <laughs> It's a fan, thing, sandwich. fancy sandwich yeah sandwich and after that was reckless brewing cup dude i was so hungry like i i was so because you know, i had chili at the tram thing we went to iron furnace i yeah, had chili i gotta say it was like ketchup with like it was it was it was, it was monday <laughs> chili man it was, it was leftover hard. burgers it was leftover <laughs> pasta sauce like leftover whatever burger some beans and some fucking ketchup. dude hard That's times it. recessions whatever wasn't selling they just empty ketchup bottles just dumped it in there like whatever hot luck selling. chili <laughs> Good luck, fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> right now, go enjoy the, the fog. Yeah, it was not great. But <laughs> chili. We're going back to Jersey, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? I can't even argue with that. It's true. <laughs> chili, panini, and then I ordered nachos after. Like, I was, it's like, dude, have you not eaten in like a year? I had a delicious Fairfield Inn buffet breakfast before, too. You read it. Take on pieces of bacon. Right then, right then oh, and there. Dude. The door is going down. Yeah, the nachos, pulled pork nachos after having chili oh, and a panini. Delicious. It went hard. Went hard. That's good, man. Good. Hey, yeah. you burned a lot of calories out there, man. You earned it. I like to think so. But then, then of we course, referred to Reckless Brewing Company where we ate and drank again. Oh, my God. I ordered, like, we just, like, I ordered way too many beers at, at that place. I couldn't, it wasn't that I was. You ordered, like, fucking nine beers, like, nine samplers or something like it that. It was at least six of, like, the samplers. After having two beers, chili, a panini, and nachos, I had to order six little beers. And we got that ridiculous pretzel, like, that Euro pretzel with, like, the amazing pretzel, by the way. Like, awesome. so, so good. Awesome. But those beers, like I wasn't even that I was drunk. I was just so stuffed. Like just everything <laughs> was just collecting. Like I can't put anything else in me. Like that's it. Out. I love it. That's it. But that <laughs> reckless brewing place, absolutely just a beautiful. Like Phenomenal. the the quality of the materials they put into this place out of this world because it's not in a big town. It's Bethlehem, New Hampshire. Bethlehem, New Hampshire. I mean the the beer taps were on this beautiful like pipe with the uh was it the railroad spikes they had the for the taps spikes is the taps yeah but the all the uh, oh. the hosing all the all the, the 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 tubing that went to the actual taps all enclosed in this like really like beautiful like pipe with rivets like i mean it was unbelievable That's awesome 
the bar was like cast cement i mean they everything about the place was beautiful the building itself was good even the bathroom had like drawings of the local area in chalk was painted like like a big blackboard wall yeah it was pretty pretty wicked looking she's pretty awesome nice i mean they really like went all out for this had all these local landmarks listed it was like kind of a a map of the area but like with like these illustrations on it. It was pretty neat. That's cool as hell, yeah. man. It was really cool. Yeah. And the place, again, it was a Monday night. The place was packed. Absolutely really? packed. Yeah. They go hard out there, man. Hard living, hard they, drinking, man. They live for the day in New Hampshire. That is for sure. No. Live free or die. That that was, that's not of just. alcohol uh, poisoning. That's right. Eh. <laughs> the guy next to us, or the die. guy next to us seemed to be going down that path, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Animal, man. Yeah. He was stopping in for his, what was it, $10 pizza and a pint. I think it was $14, but yeah. Yeah, whatever Monday it was. Night special. Like, I'm drinking the pint. I'm going to tell my girlfriend that I didn't have anything. Like, yeah, I, I think she's <laughs> going to understand you were hammered when you come home. <laughs> I got you. He's like, I gave you a pizza, but there's like a piece missing. There's a piece missing. Wow. And it's probably like, you know, like an hour old right now because you're, you're nursing your pint. Yeah. Oh God Almighty! <laughs> Characters, <laughs> man. Characters. White Mountains, man. That's gets it. a little weird. The closer you get, once you go through that area and up towards Canada, man, it gets weird. The game has changed. It's my favorite place. <laughs> it's awesome. Black is black. The more like, weird it gets, I'm there, man. Dude, everybody like that we encountered. Again, people, the the train operators, the people at the bars. You know, just everyone we talked to was just, just great friendly yeah. kind of like curious like why are you guys here like i don't know like where else are we gonna go like this is just <laughs> want to try something new We'd like oh cool did you go here did you go here did you do this and they were like all just really like yeah. ready to give us some you know advice and tips and information like really really cool people yeah that's awesome man you all had a blast after the fact it's great there might have been swingers but i was staying away from that yeah, yeah, you, you know? never go in with the swingers. The man. Monday night swingers, man, that's a rough, that's a rough, that's a rough uh, crowd, ticket to sell man. right rough there. Yeah. Crowd, man. Damn, like Rocks I don't it. judge. Do what you want. I just don't want to play. Exactly. The thing was, but the crazy thing was, like, I'm like, these people were going hard on a Monday. Like, how do you go on a Friday or a Saturday? Yeah, Saturday somebody doesn't come back. Pretty bold move right there. <laughs> look to your left. Look to your right. So many of you are not coming back. That's Friday. Yeah, Boom. there you go. That's why they're still looking for people to work out there in New Hampshire. They're having a, a real shortage. Wow. Live free or die. Are going down. Live free or die. Live free and die. Live free and, and die. die. Yeah. There you go. Like, I don't need to work. Fuck that. That's for, for pussies. No, <laughs> Tim, you said that when you drove there, yes, Google took you a bizarre route. It really did. So. Did you go the same way home or did you take the normal interstate route? I, I took the interstate route, man, because it was so much easier. Like now I live in White River Junction. Um, Doesn't matter if you don't know where it is. Just Google. If you're man. an East Coast skier, you know where White River Junction is. You do. It's, Come it's, on it's, now. You know, it's it's literally at the junction of the White River and the Connecticut River and the Ottawa Creechie River. Um, well, Pittsburgh is a deal for having three rivers and White River is not. <laughs> Isn't that weird? They're like Three River Stadium. The Monongahela's here. It's like, all right. Well, what about White River Junction? That should be that should be a bigger thing. 
I'm just saying. And the Pittsburgh of Vermont. <laughs> the Pittsburgh of Vermont. Actually, minus the steel part. Yeah. There minus you go. Steel and the Ben Roethlisberger quarterback rape. That works. Yeah. Well, allegedly. Allegedly. Alleged allegedly. That's all right. Allegedly. Um, so, yeah, it took me this crazy route. Now, it was kind of awesome because it went through some like old towns in Vermont, old towns in New Hampshire. Took me through a couple of really rural spots that I had no idea were there. And so it's kind of cool when you do that. I I like a good road trip. I like driving scenic mode that you could put ways on to take you around. Maybe. I don't know. This might as well have been it because when we were up on the side of the mountain and the fog had cleared, I looked down like, holy shit, that's I-93 right there. That's it right there. I know how to get home from there. No navigation needed because it's the same way I go to Waterville. Go out to I-93, come back through Plymouth. I came back past your hotel when I left. Oh, yeah. I knew I was missing underwear. Now I know it's uh, (laughs) something by Scooby-Doo mystery here. Sometimes when you sometimes you just want to be like, you know what? I didn't really get to chat with them. There's got to be a way to get to know them better. Ah, so Underwear. you go sniffing around in the yeah. very, very literally sniffing around. Just, <laughs> ah, those miss, haven't been I washed. Your musk. Yeah, man, I miss your musk. It's awesome. Now, Canada is very accessible if you're on I-93, man. It is right there. I I, I brag whale back up about that because it's right off of I-89, and it's it's very similar in that. Very cool. But, yeah, I definitely went home the easy way through Plymouth, down I-93. And, again, I love driving through rural stuff and going crazy places, but I was tired. <laughs> I just wanted to go home. Sometimes you just want to get home and get into your bed and be alive. Yes, that's that's all I wanted. Yeah, just putting ice where I had to put ice, and that'd be that, man. But it was, you know, it's a nice drive, and you know, you guys obviously had a good time bumming around through there, kicking around Plymouth. Yeah, it's a cool right. little town, man. Like you know, it's a cool little college town. I mean, I'm sure the biggest. I wish we could have spent a week there. Oh yeah, it's a great jump off point for that area, man. It was good. It was well, a that's, nice little. That's the nice thing. Yeah, you guess you with Tenny being back open. And, yeah, you know, yep. Waterville was not far away at all. It's the Ogden of New Hampshire. Yeah. Oh, it is the Ogden of New Hampshire. Ogden. Ogden's only there because of a college too. So there you go. Exactly, Weber State. Yep. There you go. So. It, it, it's a cool little town, you know, a couple grocery stores, a couple Wal- well, a Walmart, you know, a couple of Irving gas stations, whatever. Duncan, you got a Walmart. You're on the map. You really Stay. are. Sometimes you've got- you're not. <laughs> That's right. I found Walmarts in the weirdest ass places. You wouldn't believe. And you've got the common man, the common the, man, the, the common, common man. man. Kind of uh, what would you call that? Coffee, quickie mart, whatever Quickie it is. mart kind of thing. Yeah. I like yeah, that. The common man spa up there. So it's like a quickie mart spa. What? Like on wow. on the go spa and resort. Like uh, that seems weird. sketchy. Very weird. sketchy. I that saw seems like a human trafficking like stop. Yeah, that's like buying gas station sushi, man. Like you just <laughs> yeah, right. Just no, 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 no. Exxon sushi place. Stay yeah. in your lane, <laughs> common just, man. <laughs> just buy the Slim Jim. It's wrapped. It's fine. But you all like Costco. Costco didn't stay in their lane. That, they don't stay in their lane. They just get everything. They get good That's stuff, true. Right? That's true. Costco gas. Coffins. Costco hot dog. Costco tires. Coffins. Everything. Coffins. Costco coffins. coffins. Yep. 
Got to diversify now, your bonds, Costco. Now, if you bought one now, would you just store it in the garage, like use it for storage or something? Pretty much. Yeah, for, bury me in this. Uh, that's the thing that Thule does not want you to do because you could just put all your skis in the coffin and put it on the roof of your car instead of oh, spending their thousand dollars. Goddamn, dude, dude, that's the best carrier ever. The coffin. Ski Infowars, man, ahead of their time. Boom. Well, people Maybe don't five know. minutes, but still isn't ahead. that what people call them? They call them coffins anyway on the roof, the roof yeah, boxes. I like that. So if you get like a nice, I like it. cheap ass on the car, cheap ass coffin, put a Thule sticker on it. Who's gonna know? You get free parking everywhere. They'd be like, "Come everywhere. on, you park, park the, the the handicap sticker. You, you're parking wherever. You got a coffin on. You got a dead body on top. You can park wherever you want. That all wheel drive. Go park at the lift. There you go." <laughs> There's actually a, a comic book shop down here that has a uh, hearse as like their nice, their like official comic book shop vehicle. Awesome! It's called the Comic Crypt, and they uh, have a hearse. But that be a cool car, man. Very in brand. Box. It's a big old station wagon. That's all it is. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you the uh, story oh. of the redneck hearse I saw not too long ago, like last oh, summer, I think. One of these days, I'll tell you that story. Oh, another teaser. It's not ski related. That could be a summer episode. That's a summer episode. Some of the weirdest shit you've ever seen. I got one. I love it. Redneck hearse, man. Damn. It's Vermont, man. I'll find some weird stuff. Vermont and New Hampshire are both... It's funny. Like You look at the map, and they're almost like the yin and the yang. Yep. You know, like kind of the the politics the beliefs mm-hmm. like a lot of it's the same a lot of it's very different yeah it's very interesting it's uh, very interesting because again haven't spent too much time in new hampshire but yeah just the the vibe that we got it's it's definitely got a different but uh, kind of right? same but very different i was somewhere in the north it is i don't know sometimes i think they want to be like new jersey man you mm. know with the taxation they have going on over there or what I've heard. I don't know. I don't live in New Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah. Really? You know, well, they got, they have that, you know, as you come across the border from mass, basically up I 93 from Boston, you know, it's, it's a little bit more urban in that part of New Hampshire. So it, it kind of feels like little Jersey sometimes. I could see that. So yeah, like, like Manchester, Concord, like the places that are, yeah, people Nashua, still could commute to Boston if they need to. You say urban, yep. is there one night non-white person there? <laughs> In Manchester, there is. Manchester has is quite diverse. Yes. Nashua is quite diverse. Yes. There's a few diverse. But then as you start to move, and then you get less and less, and then you get to really up north New Hampshire, there's like five people. And not just because the little smidgen of state there. There's just nobody up there. It's yeah. quite wonderful up there. Uh, where uh, What is that ski hill up there? Damn. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, way up north there. It's like the only thing in the town, too. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's in the town of Dixville Notch, I think. That Or that might be the uh, ski area. Dixville yeah. Notch. Dixville. Yeah, D-I-X-ville Notch. There's a lot of notches. There's a lot of notches in New Hampshire, and they're all re- legit for driving in the snow. If you want to <laughs> test your balls, man, go, go get caught in a squall up there. Oof. Crawford Notch, my friends. Crawford I got a story about that notch. too. Notch. Yeah, I got caught in there in a squall. It was not pretty. Oh, oh that were the all oh, the balsams are up there. Yeah, the balsams are up there, man. Yeah. Shout out to uh, 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 Les Otten, man. Let's get that done. That's still like in progress, right? Yeah. A little I'm TBD. 
I fear that it's out of progress and no one knows it yet. Uh, Their media contact had kind of disappeared. So if you're out there and something happened, you want to let me know. That's great. If you're gone, then that's fine too. Let me know that. We will miss you. We will miss you. Although I will miss, I was talking to the guy. I was like, when's it opening? I will come ski it. He's like, you come ski. I was like, I want to shake the man's hand. (laughs) Let's saw it. And haven't seen him since I was a teenager, man. Wow. Well, American Skiing Company, man. That's what I was, and that's what yeah. he was. So there you go. Hmm. Yeah, there's something up there. I can't remember what it's called, Dixville Notch, whatever. Maybe it's what the balsams will be. Maybe it's part of that. I don't remember. But as you get up there, there's less and less. That was my point. Yeah, you're in God's country up there. You are, and God's the only thing that can pull you out. It's scary up there. <laughs> yeah. My kind of place, man. <laughs> nah. Pretty sure it gets a little weird. I'm fine with that. I've been around the world, seen a lot of things. Did you guys stop at the uh, the the ski museum there? We yeah, had we wanted to, but then we, we but you didn't. I and forgot to ask. Going up, no, I, but yeah, we we had breweries calling our names. Yeah, yeah, we had to no. get to. So, how actually was the New yeah. England Ski Museum? It was cool for a small little museum. Really cool, really informative, ton of great exhibits, things you wouldn't expect to see. Like there's just a rack of skis that are old, like old, old, like wooden friggin' strap your foot to it. And hanging off of them are like original, like an original Corinthia ticket before Corinthia was part of Mount Snow, which is now a big terrain park or hogback tickets. They have one of hogbacks uh, T-bar tees in there, all kinds of stuff. All kinds of exhibits, all kinds of history, man. Very, very cool place. Highly suggest it. I remember we found it because I had heard about it and we come around the bend and like, oh, geez, there it is. I ran over to the I ran over to the tram to get a couple pictures and uh, and 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 I decided to swing in there real quick because it's small. It's small. You can you know, you can get get in and out in 20 minutes unless you're talking to people or reading everything. I read a lot of it, but not everything. Very cool, man. If you if you're interested in the ski history, stop in there. It's very cool. It's very worth it. Does it cost you anything? Suggested donation of five dollars. Nice. All right. Very cool. There you go. Right next to the tram. And it's right there. That's a good if you want to take a little break, you just jump in there for a little bit. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's very cool, man. I, I suggest to everyone. I remember I remember saying when I left, I texted you guys. It was like, dude, it's very cool. Stop it if you can. And then I meant to ask you if you did, and I didn't remember till just now. So good timing ish. And now we can sadly say no, we did not. That's right. We went to the iron furnace so Brian can get two dinners. Say it's not it's not going anywhere it's not going it's not going anywhere we all have our second canon day so there you go there you go there you go and we can enjoy the tram while it's still there because yes i've heard about that allegedly the governor of new hampshire is trying to put in a petition or some sort of bill or i don't Hmm. know what they're doing a proclamation to get the tram replaced wow I, i don't know why you'd replace that it's just awesome seems fine like yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it creeped me out. It wouldn't let us jump out of it. I mean, maybe he's carrying twice as much the load for the last twenty years. Maybe that's why. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't read the directions on how many people to load into there. There was I mean, no Google Translate more. when they first put it in. Nope, there wasn't. Stupid. Yeah. Seventy, fifty, two hundred. It's fine. Whoever fits. We're just fatter now. It's just harder. That's what people. it is. Americans are fat, and that's we're what fat. happens. We're a bigger nation. We really are bigger nation. Of Let's just animals. 
bunch of animals. Yeah. No wonder nobody likes us. We're bigger and better than we were before. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. That's what that is. That's right. <laughs> Merca. Merca. That's right. Merca. New America. Coming and soon Eastern to Andorra. America. That's what it is. Andorra. <laughs> Coming soon to Andorra. That's right. Being Merca. Fatter, more and greater. And greater. Make being Andorra being great again. Great nation. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim, you're the big fat great nation. That'll be the slogan. Yeah, we're yes, definitely getting nation. silly now. <laughs> it was I think a, we just reached ambassador status. I believe we just did. Yeah, I think Hunter Biden's going to be on the phone. But like, can you take this bag of coke over to Andorra for me? Because I think ah, we can cut a deal. Allegedly, your dirty ass drugs. We're not who, dealing with that shit. Who is the ambassador to Andorra, and how do we get Somebody's in contact with him? There's got to be an ambassador. That seems like the best job in the world. We could probably get them on the podcast. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Andor- the the ambassador to Andorra is just a phone call. Like, you all good? All right. That's it. Poor Andorra. Yeah, I'm looking up right Ulyssa now. Ulyssa Reynoso. Yeah. See, that joke just bombed hard as fuck. Holy shit. Oh, uh, but she's out of Spain. Oh, it's Spain and Andorra. Just tack on Andorra. Come you can't on. just tack on Andorra. That's about- disrespectful, son. That's How about we just... How about we let her know that her services are no longer required in Andorra? Your services are no longer required. <laughs> Please exit. Sorry, Ulyssa. I have a suggestion for you, Ulyssa. Stay out of Andorra. <laughs> stay, stay out stay of Andorra. Out of <laughs> I think we sent a letter that said that we would get on the fucking watch list. <laughs> Look the at no me. fly list, the Look watch, whatever else. The ambassador now. <laughs> and again, they'd probably look at him and be like, this has got to be a bit. Crumple that shit up, throw it. Like, this can't be. Nobody cares. Nobody oh, no, cares. There'd be some CIA dude, like, crawling into the podcast and be like, I know you guys. I know everything about you. That's what that mouse was, dude. That was a friggin' Chinese CIA something. Why had to go? Thing. We had a CIA poison mouse running around there. Friggin' Boston Dynamics AI Terminator thing. Plus, that's why I had to go. Those freaky dogs are coming next. They're going to be at your door. Absolutely, oh. dude. Oof. <laughs> Brian's like, that's a little scary. I don't want to part yeah, you might, you might want to get the wife and kids to her mother's house. Stupid ass goddamn black mirror. Like, <laughs> kick in the door, open the freaking doors. Like, just come and get you. I got a stick. I got a stick. I got a stick. It's actually dynamite. Boom. Yep. Problem solved. Boom. Got to load up, man. Shotguns. Hey, shotguns little sister, shotgun. That's right. Best home defense weapon there is. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yep. That's right. Like, where's the pledge to clean up this mess? That's right. With a shoddy. You gotta got call far, Mr. Wolf. I'm gonna make sure they're in the house and then I it's it's all fair game. John you gotta call, that shit. You gotta call <laughs> Mr. Wolf. People that, that break in. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, human centipede. It's it's better than shooting. <laughs> human centipede. <laughs> Where are they? Yeah, they're out in the yard. Great. It's like, bro, they just came over and started getting really weird. It got weird. It the got weird fast. I had. I'm not proud of myself. <laughs> they they were willing participants in the experiment. The they signed the yourself? paper, man. They did. I they signed know, the EULA. Yes. <laughs> yep. There it is. Uh, well, think <laughs> about brutal, that. If you're man. one of those states, like, can you can you do whatever you want? They're in your house, pretty much. Touch I mean, as long as you can prove it with self defense. Be <laughs> the physic. There you go. So that means you got to kill them afterwards. I think they'd want you to. (laughs) It's really mercy at that point. That's right. 
your honor. It was a mercy killing. I mean, did you see them? They were a human centipede. Yeah, that's disgusting. But you, you did it. There, that was that's a legend. A legend. That's bullshit. Allegedly. <laughs> Do you have any proof? Not human centipede too either. No one even knows that exists. But proof is in the pudding. <laughs> and the pudding is going through the centipede. That's right. That's oh. disgusting. Well, it could be like those cats. What are those things called? The uh, they make the coffee out of the cat turds in like oh, Thailand. Oh yeah, what cat the hell turd is that coffee. Called? Cat turd. Is it a or something or a something like that? A civet maybe. Squatch. Squatch. Squanching. Squanch. Well, nobody should be squanching in the corner. This has just turned into the silly zone. Which <laughs> yeah, it's getting weird, man. It's getting late. It's Wednesday night. Getting real weird. If people don't know, where can they get all of your info from? SkiRexMedia.com, home of SkiRex Media and the SkiRex Media podcast, as well as the big three on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SkiRex Media on all the above. You're not on TikTok or? God, no. Snapchat? No. Fine. Squanch.com. still around. Squanch.com. There might be a Skirexpedia program coming to Chatterbait at some time, but that's a whole other thing. OnlyFans? OnlyFans. One day, maybe. Maybe. Or if you're going to Wheelback Mountain, perhaps uh, Tim will be grabbing your lift. Tuesday and Wednesday nights, if you want to visit me, I am around and easy to find because I talk to everyone. He does. You will be sick of me. (laughs) I don't care. But you will get a sticker. You could get a sticker. You could get two. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Come to Whaleback Mountain, man. If you're in the area, Tuesday, Wednesday nights, man, I'm there. Sometimes I'm on the carpet. Sometimes I'm on the T-bar. Sometimes I'm on the chair, man. Come check who it out. Who knows what next week nice. could, be, could hold. That's true. Well, next week, Tim will be in Ober Gatlin. Ober Gatlin that's right. Nice. So, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> For President's Week. The, uh, rep out there. Um, I am trying. All right. So here's how stupid I am, right? So I, I was emailing Stuart Winchester about something else. Another bit that I'm keeping on the hush hush because it makes me laugh. It was actually his idea. Um, but I said, you know, while I was emailing, him, I was like, wait a minute. You know, like everyone. Do you know the contact info down at over Gatlinburg? He's like, no, I don't have that. He's like, you should probably ask Doug Fish. And I was like, well, that's actually brilliant. And I'm an idiot. Thank you. I should have asked Doug immediately. Shout out to Doug Fish and the Indy Pass, which is why I'm skiing over here. You should ask Mario because he hung out with the guy and drank with him. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. I've listened to that whole episode that you did with the guy, too. Both <laughs> is. God yeah. damn, I'm an idiot. You're just, it's like you're in a oh. cannon and you just fog everywhere, Tim. What's going on? Bad dude. Let me tell you something. Not to not to be a dick or anything, but you start seeing. You know, don't never go to WebMD for any reason because oh you start seeing those symptoms for early onset Alzheimer's, and it's like, well, good, I'm dead. Awesome. You got long COVID. You got short dementia. You got all kinds of problems. I got everything. Long, short, it doesn't matter, and the short stuff should be longer. I'm just saying. Take it's cold. It's cold up there. You know, it is cold up minus, here. Minus 105 at Mount Washington, right? Yeah, minus one hundred five at Mount Washington, and minus like thirty here. It's enough. That is enough. And uh, yeah. But then after next week, I will be back at Whaleback. So come visit me at Whaleback, everyone. There you go. Well, you have a wonderful time at Ober Gatlinburg, and I believe it is your birthday. Yes, it is. February twenty second, kids. Send wishes. I'll send you the contact info. You're the man, Homer. Happy early birthday. Thank you, sirs. 
Have it was a great time kid. skiing with you. Had a blast. Always. Hopefully, we'll do it again. Maybe we this will. season. If, if winter will. comes back, because it's going to be like hot and shitty next oh, week. Yeah, but uh, it's going to be ugly. And rainy. That's the problem. The rain the next few days. Big snow suck. American dream, baby. There you go. I got a free the, ticket burning a hole in my pocket. 365 days you can ski in New Jersey. Sometimes. Just to mock me. As long as there's no fires. As long as there's no fires or whatever else they got going on there. God bless it's a cool Jersey. place. God bless Jersey. Love that it. it is. Tim, thank you so much. Thanks, and guys. We'll do it again. All right. We Talk will, man. All right, Absolutely, man. man. Thanks again Peace for joining. Out. Oh, you. you're welcome. Peace. Okay. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That wraps up the old podcast for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out. SkiBumPodcast.com. Send us an email. SkiBumPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, untapped at Ski Bum Podcast. YouTube, find us, Ski Bum Podcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate and subscribe. Also, get the store. If you need some swag, check us out. SkiBumPodcast.com slash shop. Thank you so much for listening. We do appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay polluting. See ya. <laughs>